the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. into the uh, Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, joining us right off the bat, Robert Steinbach, law professor at the uh, Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. He's also a practicing attorney here in the state of Arkansas. And then Chris uh, Corbett is with us, a practicing attorney over in Conway. He's in Conway. Uh, Rob is in Little Rock. I'm in Cabot. Because of the weather conditions that we got, uh, I was looking at iDrive, uh, Arkansas. Looks like 67 uh, from uh, Cabot all the way into the city is clear now. Uh, the uh, I-40 corridor from Conway uh, is clear from Mayflower into uh, Little Rock. But as you go into Mayflower from uh, Conway, evidently still got a lot of ice patches on the highway which will make it dangerous, so be very, very careful out there. Around the city, uh, the uh, uh, interstates are uh, open, and people are moving around on them, you know, 6.30, 4.30, I-30, I-40, all of that seems to be moving. Uh, But when you get off of the main drags, the big roads, uh, probably still quite a bit of ice on the roads in, in different areas, so proceed uh, with caution. Uh, big story today, of course, is uh, day uh, two of the uh, uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. It's been a little over 30 hours. I was bringing myself up to date on what was going on and, and watching uh, some of the news that was being reported. Uh, the, just the uh, most, most latest uh, communique that came out from the uh, defense minister in Ukraine was uh, a instructions on how to make Molotov cocktails for the citizens of uh, Kiev or Kiev and, uh, and how to use them. And uh, basically, the defense minister said, you see Russians, you throw your Molotov cocktails at them. So uh, urban warfare will be a real deal when they get into the city. Uh, of course, they'll send troops in on foot. Uh, and uh, the best thing I think that the, the Ukrainian people who will fight can hope for is that they can slow this all up by making them fight from building to building to building. Uh, urban warfare is not uh, your preferred way of fighting if you're a mechanized army like the Russians are. So let me let me get our uh, guests in here. I'll start off with uh, Chris. And Chris, your thoughts about what you've seen unfold over in Europe here in the last 30 hours. 
You know, Dave, it's crazy. My, my thoughts and prayers go out to the families, and especially the folks that know folks in Ukraine. And um, what, what Russia has done is that basically, in my mind, this man's a war criminal. Why aren't we prosecuting as such? Uh, he's invaded a, a, a country that's, I, I don't know, I've, I've tried to find out what has Ukraine done? Has they done anything to provoke him? Or what does Russia want? Is he just a land grab? Uh, The guy's a criminal. The guy's a war criminal. He needs to be treated as such. And um, the Ukrainians need to fight. They need to fight for their country. Uh, Well, I think that they're going to do that. Yeah. I'm trying to absorb this information. And, you know, with what Biden's doing, he's going to put some sanctions out there? What is that? What's that going to do? Nothing. Um, it's it's outrageous to me Biden's response, and he needs to step it up and more than just sanctions. Now I don't know about American lives on the grounds, but where's NATO in this deal? Where are these other countries around him? Um, it's sad. It's a sad day. All right, Robert. This is the most egregious behavior in. Um, uh, by by a sovereign nation against a sovereign nation since World War II. Putin has invoked the Nazis. He's behaving like the Nazis. Putin um, uh, says that Russia saved the world from the Nazis. Uh, this is a common theme in Russia, uh, but what uh, Soviet leaders, and Putin is essentially a Soviet leader, have neglected to share Uh, which is common knowledge, is that the Soviets were allied with the Nazis. They were in league with the Nazis. The only reason they fought the Nazis is because the Nazis decided to turn on the Soviets because they thought the Soviets were not worthy of them. And then, because the Soviet Union was being invaded by Germany, they fought back and indeed lost tens of millions of people and without whom uh, the war may not have been won. But don't claim that you're the vanguard of anti-Nazi behavior uh, historically when indeed the Soviets were in league with the Nazis and the same exact behaviors happen again. In World War II, the Soviets moved into Poland, uh, where my father lived, while the Germany, while the Germans moved in from the other direction. In fact, the Germans moved in first, and the Soviets, pursuant to an agreement, came in about two weeks later. And, they, uh, and Poland is right next to Ukraine. Uh, so the move is almost identical. And to this day, you hear Russians say, we were liberating Poland. Liberating Poland from what? The Polish people? Much like you're liberating Ukraine, uh, quote-unquote, from the Ukrainian people? And the notion that America said in advance, we will not use any military might. Listen, you don't have to put boots on the ground to use military might. Uh, We should have been involved. We should be involved. This is a tragedy of no greater proportion in the modern world. Yeah, you know, the thing that has changed, and I've always made, I've made this statement for years now, people say how dangerous nuclear weapons are. Nuclear weapons can keep people from doing things. Uh, this is a ground war that's going on right now in the Ukraine, but, uh, you know, uh, 
Putin did a little saber rattling on uh, Thursday when he said if any outside nations get involved, we'll have a fight that nobody wants and, you know, basically uh, that nobody has ever seen before. And I have to believe he was replying to his nuclear arsenal because let's all understand this between the Russians and the United States. Those are the two countries that have the most nuclear weapons now our nuclear weapons are getting old we haven't upgraded our our stockpile for some years now uh not to can't say that about the russians don't know exactly what the russians have any longer but i'm sure that uh you know they're working on stuff but we know the chinese have hypersonic weaponry now uh they tested it and it looks like it is uh working and working the way they want it to there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, angles. It's like looking at a diamond right now. We're, there's a lot of angles to see here in the Ukraine. There is the initial fight that is going on uh, with the Russians coming in from Belarus uh, to the north, uh, from the north towards Kiev, uh, trying to, as they say, decapitate uh, the government. I've got to believe that Zelensky should be out of the country somewhere or is deep down in the ground somewhere where they can't get to him and they don't know where he's at. So um, I would expect that their government will go into exile sometime soon and uh, will say that they're fighting from outside the uh, the borders. And that probably will happen and they can be a thorn in, uh, in Putin's side for years to come if necessary. Uh, I guess the end game as I watch this, you know, uh, Putin, I don't know if he thought through everything about this. Uh, he, he's done what he's done now. Uh, the world is against what he has done. NATO is against what he's done. Probably NATO is closer together right now than they have been in a long time. Although uh, the, uh, the, the NATO nations, I wonder where they're standing because yesterday when the president spoke and was talking about what he was going to do as far as sanctions, uh, two things he did not say he would do. Uh, the first one, which is very important, is that he didn't say that uh, they were going to cut the Soviets off from the use of SWIFT. Now, SWIFT is a, uh, a way by computer that banks and governments can do quick transfers of money and things of that nature. And if you can't use that, you're virtually dead in the water. Um, the president was questioned about why he hadn't used SWIFT. And he, he said that the European nations were not on board with that yet. So that's something to be concerned about because that is a serious, serious, serious sanction. Uh, if they brought it against the uh, the Soviet Empire. Secondly, we heard nothing from this president about how he would rescind his president uh, presidential proclamations when he first took office, where he shut down the uh, Keystone Pipeline, that he uh, made it more difficult for oil companies to go out and explore uh, for oil, natural gas. Uh, I mean, we've got enough natural gas to wean the Europeans completely off the Russians. No doubt. We, we, we're the Saudi Arabia of national, uh, natural gas uh, in, the, in the world. So 
Those two things were not mentioned. It worries me that the president's administration is still so hung up on the Green New Deal that they won't do what's necessary uh, to, to really hurt Putin because Putin is getting his money from oil, natural gas, and some uh, minerals, uh, palladium and, and some minerals like that, palladium, uh, necessary for the making of, of chips and things of that nature. So well, that's where we stand right now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the way that the president talked yesterday, he expects this to go on for months, if not years. Did you guys kind of get that feeling as you listened to what he I, said? I did, Dave. I heard him say that. Yeah, he said he's talking about the long ball, the long-term strategy. I'll tell you what I think we can all agree on. This has been a complete failure of U.S. strategy. 100% across the board, this could have been prevented. Oh, I don't disagree. Uh, Conrad Reynolds will join us uh, all at 7.05. And nice. he, he, he did not expect, I mean, he and I had a long talk about this. Uh, he did not expect Putin to invade. So I'm going to find, we're going to find out why he believes Putin changed his mind and his opinion. Let's take our first break, get it out of the way, then we'll come back and talk further. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. It is a Friday. We're talking about the Ukraine. It is a story on everybody's lips right now, and it's going to affect you. First place I believe you will see it is at the gas pump. I haven't been out, so I don't know what the price of gas is this morning. Uh, and if it's moving up, if you'll uh, give uh, Heidi a call and um, at uh, 8230965, you can tell her if you've seen gas prices uh, starting to edge up yet or not. So Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, it is a Friday edition. Roads, uh, main roads uh, seem to be passable. Uh, some of the side roads may be still uh, slick, ice covered. Be careful out there. If you're going to make your foray into work today, do be careful. School's still closed up. Uh, probably get back to school on Monday. The weekend looks like it may be a little rainy, but it's going to be much warmer. So uh, maybe wet, but it won't be frozen. Let's just put it that way. Uh, guys, something I heard you talking uh, during the break, uh, and uh, you brought up something uh, in a conversation that both of you were having that's going on in Ukraine, and they're expecting that it will leak out all over the world, and that's uh, cyber warfare, that we're going to see uh, people on the computers uh, attacking uh, nations like the United States, like Poland, like uh, Germany and, and Britain and all the rest, and causing problems. Something that people need to understand, it's not just uh, state-sanctioned uh, uh, cyber terrorism, You've got uh, people that are really smart in what they do uh, with computers. I've got people who appear on my show talking about different issues other than computers, that that is their uh, number one thing they do is, is cybersecurity. And I can tell you what, they can start talking to you for three minutes and suddenly you're lost. You don't know what they're, what they're saying to you. And uh, bottom line is uh, they're saying that, if there are people out there that are like super nationalists, let's say there's people in Russia and they love the motherland. And so they want to do they want to do their part. They reach out 
and as as a person and do some damage on the web. Well, if you got millions of those people doing that, you got a real problem on the web. And uh, I've been watching today on the news, and they've been telling people to make sure that their firewalls are are as strong as you can possibly get it to keep from being hacked at home. Don't open up those uh, messages you see that, that say you got a you know a free gift certificate from Costco. Don't open it. Just delete it. Don't have anything to do with it. I'll let you talk right. a little bit about this, Chris, because I think that you're the one yeah. amongst the three of us that have been looking into this. Well, you're you're right, Dave. And this the cyber warfare. Once it leaks out, once the um, what uh, Anon or somebody, they've come out and said they're going to declare this cyber warfare against Russia. That you can't control this virus. You unleash viruses to shut down power plants. Um, to infiltrate the computer systems there in Ukraine, it's going to spread to the rest of the world, and it's it's in effect. It's going this invasion by Russia will affect Americans here in the United States, and it's just a you know a complete failure of U.S. strategy. And you know it's it's interesting. You put this in context with this wokeness and this he she pronouns and this um, CRT thing. You know all that goes to the wayside. You take away food, shelter and clothing from a man, and then you'll see a wild man. Um, and that's what's going on right now in Ukraine. Um, they don't have any security. I saw some video. Um, the city's handing out Klasnikovs. They're handing out AK-47. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, they're arming the citizens. And to, to think that, that this is not going to affect the United States, it will. And um, I heard a great quote by Thomas Sowell. The other day I was reading it, and it said, a new group of barbarians are born every generation in the United States. It's our duty um, to train these young kids in the ways of the United States. And that's including um, you know, saying the Pledge of Allegiance when you go to school, first grade through, through high school. And this, this moral erosion of the values of our founding fathers in this country has had an effect. And then well, this war in Ukraine, to me, brought it back home. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. We've got something. Our world, our, our nation has something that no other nation has, and it's freedom. Here with the, and this neighbor, was this bully, Putin, he's a bully. He's the punk kid on the block beating up the little kid. And so are we supposed to do something about it? Yeah, we're supposed to do something about it. Um, and he's, he's rolled in and beat up the helpless person right the, down the right down the block, right? Well, he's the he's the kid that steals all the weak kids' money for lunch. Exactly, it's a, he's a bully, and he did it during our election. There's lots of things he, that Putin's done to America, United States, and he's got to pay. I think he's a war criminal, Dave. War criminal. Where's Where's the court of Hague, right? Well, they got to get him there first. <laughs> yeah, he's got, in there you know, he's got he's a big he's got a big army and yeah, he does. Yeah, well he does. He's, he did, don't have to just listen, you can see nine hundred thousand right. troops ready to go. And uh, they can Ooh. put up a fight, there's no doubt about that. Just know your history about Stalingrad and that'll tell you the uh the Russians will put up a fight. They did they stopped yeah. the Nazi hey, war Dave, machine. Yeah. What's Canada gonna what's what's Canada gonna do about it? Why ain't Canada doing anything? <laughs> Well, they're not going to do anything because they're becoming Russia. That's right. You know, we want maple syrup, Canada. 
And Keep we've watched out maple syrup. Yeah, we've been watching them uh, seriously. Well, we get a lot of oil from Canada, so th- that's not a bad thing. But you know, we get five. I want everybody to understand something. We get five hundred and fifty thousand barrels of oil a day from Russia. That doesn't have to yeah. happen. If we would fire up our people here to produce oil and, of course, liquefied natural, uh, natural gas and things of that nature. That's coming, Dave. You know, we've got one of those, a fantastic plant going in down near Pine Bluff. Uh, and it's natural gas to petroleum, right? We're going right. to push that thing through down there, and it needs to happen. Come well, on, what are we waiting on? I don't disagree with you. We'll talk about it when we come back. we got news coming up, and then uh, we'll get Robert into the discussion as well. We're talking international politics. You know, Romney was right, you know. Uh, the phone from the 80s rang, and nobody answered it. That's what he told Obama. And uh, mm-hmm. guess what? Oh, the, the phone rang, oh, and nobody, nobody's answered it. They don't have an answer for it. All right, we got more coming your way. Don't forget that uh, our first uh, town hall is uh, set up for March the 10th at Agape Family Life. Uh, you can go to 101.1 or 1011fmtheanswer.com, click on the banner ad, and buy your tickets now. All right, so Robert was asking me questions during the break uh, about the, the uh, town hall that's coming up on March the 10th. Uh, it will go from 7 until 8.30. It will be live on the radio. We uh, need to get over and check out our Mevo uh, broadcasting equipment in the uh, 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 studio or the broadcast booth at Agape Church. We're at the family center we're going to be at. Holds about 300 people. And uh, if we can make that work the way it should, then uh, we'll broadcast it live on the web as well. You can buy tickets by going to 1011fmtheanswer.com. You'll see a banner ad. Click on the banner uh, to buy your tickets. They are $10 apiece. Uh, the money is being used to defray the cost that the station is incurring uh, to make uh, this possible. Right now, for the lieutenant governor's uh, uh, town hall, uh, all of the candidates have responded in an affirmative way, except we have not gotten a definite yet from the um, Arkansas uh, Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. We don't know whether she's attending or not. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure she will. Uh, and if she does, then all six candidates will be on stage at the same time. The way it's going to work, they'll all get an opening statement. Then, uh, as uh, these next couple of weeks go on, we'll be asking for you to email townhall at Salem LR with your questions, and we'll. Uh, correlate those questions and ask the candidates. We can all, we're can. we also going to tell you to go to uh, Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show and uh, send me a message, uh, a video question, if you'd like. We'll pull those off. We'll be able to play those at the site as well. And uh, you will have your say in this, uh, uh, this event. As we've been saying now on uh, uh, the radio station, uh, it's 101 FM, The Answer, uh, you know, election 2022, your voice, your vote. So uh, we will be, uh, this is the first time that I know that any radio station in this market has ever done anything as as uh, 
you know, open is what we're going to do. We're going to do um, town halls for lieutenant governor, for the Arkansas uh, attorney general, uh, for the um, the, the uh, secretary of state's office as well. Uh, and we'll do something around the governorship. We're not exactly sure what we're going to do with that yet. But we've got those uh, planned at this time and to give you uh, an opportunity to hear what the candidates have to say who are running for office. And I always believe you can't have uh, you can't have enough information from candidates. And so uh, we hope that uh, you'll be able to. To, to understand who you're voting for. And as I said in the commercial that we're running, uh, or that Lonnie, our voice guy, says, that uh, maybe might even change your vote after you hear these people talk. So that's what's going on, Robert, so you know. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's wonderful to hear. I look forward to uh, listening in and, uh, and getting all of the views of the candidates. Yeah, we're doing this for the uh, Republican uh, primary. We, um, I don't have much of, uh, of, of an ability to, to talk with Democrats. Uh, our, we got a sister station that's looking at doing a, uh, a meet the candidates type of uh, a broadcast on their station uh, over on uh, our uh, praise station. So uh, we'll see when that's going to be. When it is, I'll let everybody know. Uh, and then after the primary is over, we'll gear up for the general election. And then at that time, we'll have uh, uh, town halls that will have the uh, Republican candidate and the Democrat candidate uh, answer questions from the listeners. So that's all coming down. This this is the place. If you want to know what's going on this year uh, for, uh, as far as election 2022 is concerned, uh, you don't want to go uh, away from one oh one one the answer we're going to have it all right here for you uh, that's something i've been known for for a long time covering politics here in the state of arkansas and we're going to up the ante this year big time it's a big election this year it's a very important election this year and so we're going to give you the opportunity to to hear what's going on. Uh, All of these are going to happen at Agape Family uh, Life Center. Other than perhaps when we get into bigger um, uh, town halls, for instance, I'd like to have one uh, between uh, Steve Landers and uh, Mayor uh, Scott uh, down the road for the the election. Uh, If that at that point, we'll probably move into their uh, worship center where we got more seats so that you that we can accommodate more people to come and see them. So what do you think uh, Chris? Think that it be you think people find that interesting? Oh man, Dave, I think it's fantastic. I think you can do a great service bringing in the candidates, hearing their views and invite the Democrat. Let them come on and and not a debate, but just questions where are they at? What what are they thinking? Yeah, well, we we did that on uh, on uh, last well, Tuesday this week when we were over for signing day, you know, Democrats were signing on that day, as were the Libertarians. And uh, oh, I'm so they, sad I missed that. Yeah, they stopped by uh, Chris Jones, who's running for governor uh, in the Democrat Party. Right. The nomination stopped by and sat down and had a had a had a very nice uh, about 15 minute di- uh, discussion with me and Alan Kerr. It was very interesting yep. what he had to say. Uh, I see that. They got him in the in the news again uh, uh, because uh, 
I think it was, I think it's Channel 11 was questioning uh, Sarah what she thought about Trump. Uh, made, he made some statement evidently about Putin and, his, and the invasion that people are, I believe, taking out of context. And uh, uh, you know, Chris Chris uh, uh, Jones was asking uh, yeah. what the Republicans thought. To the, should they should they say he's wrong and and whatnot? So. Yeah, that, that I missed that, Dave. I know what you're talking about. That little news blurb. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what what they're hanging their hat on there with with Trump. Well, he. he I guess he said something to the effect. Now I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have yeah. the. I don't have the the exact quote in front of me, but uh, Trump said something how uh, interesting or what he thought was uh, that Putin had done a good job in the invasion or something like that. I'm, Ooh. I'm, sh- oh, okay. I'm, Ooh. I'm sure, I'm sure that's taken out of context that he might be saying, yeah, well, you know, I've been listening to military people talk about it, this invasion for the last 24 hours. And all of them said that he took the most, he took the toughest way of doing this and he has pulled it off. Now that's what they're saying. All right. Uh, I think because of the way uh, Trump said what he said, uh, they're they're trying to say, see, he's all about Putin taking over other countries. No, he's not. And uh, Trump, Trump, when he was president, they were they were the first administration uh, to send weaponry to the Ukrainians so they could defend themselves against the Russians. All right, that's uh, that's what was going on uh, when uh, Obama my, had my that, question, Dave. Yeah, yeah, it is. Would Putin have done this if Trump was in office? I doubt. I it. don't think so. Right? No, I, I, I doubt don't it. Think that that was. Yeah, it's important. People need to keep in mind Afghanistan, and then uh, when uh, the president uh, put his foot in his mouth at that press conference and said minor incursion, that yeah, minor was a incursion. mistake. That was a mistake. That was almost like going out to the box that you see along intersections where they change the way lights uh, light up that you go through stoplights, and he turned them green. Uh, it was like telling well, people, may, go ahead. Well, he may, he may have green-lighted it for other countries. Isn't China threatening Taiwan or China's well, threatening somebody over there? Well, China's been threatening Taiwan for years. Um, I think that they are watching very closely how the yeah, world reacts yeah, sure. to the Soviets uh, and what they're doing. I call them Soviets still, folks, uh, the Russians. Uh, you're watching, uh, you know, Putin would love nothing more than to reestablish the Russian Empire. I don't think that he can re-put together the Soviet Union. He's not going to be able to get Poland. Uh, that's not go to happen or Romania both of those are NATO uh, nations and of course uh, Ukraine is not they're not and uh, you know the Ruskies say they're not going to allow that it puts uh, NATO forces right on their border they don't want that to happen uh, but I tell you there's something that has come up here just re- uh, in the last day and that is yep. NATO talking about putting bases with american troops as well along a lot of these borders of uh, like poland and romania and stuff uh with uh you know to to stop any kind of of, uh, russian aggression against those uh states and you know you got the baltic states that are sitting there 
was it Lithuania and two others uh, that uh, I got to believe that uh, Putin's got his eye on as well. You know, the takeover yeah. again. Well, they, I think I think the government, I think I think Biden knew it was coming and he didn't do enough to prevent it. Um, by, Putin watched the the Afghanistan debacle orchestrated by Biden and it, it empowered him. He, I think Biden knew that um or Putin knew that Biden wasn't going to do anything. You know what? Some Let me just ask, out there. I'll, I'll ask you yeah. guys this question, and then we'll take a break. And that is, if you're the leader of a country, for instance, the United States is still the number one superpower in the world. And that superpower says, we will do all kinds of sanctions against you and hurt you uh, money-wise, which we're, go- we're going to do with the Russians. I mean, their money comes from energy, and we can make it very difficult for them to sell their energy and turn the, the money spigot off as far as that's concerned. But if you say, we'll go as far as all of that, but we will not put troops on the ground, does that embolden you some? Let's start off with you, uh, uh, Robert. Does that embolden, um, you know, the Russians? Well, of course. Of course it did. Indeed, two things emboldened Putin to invade now. Now, I'm not going to go so far and say he wouldn't have invaded if so-and-so was president or such-and-such was president. I don't know if I can make that calculation entirely. But I know along the spectrum that Putin was encouraged at this time to invade for two reasons. One is our debacle in the withdrawal from Afghanistan, just embarrassment of how it was handled by the administration. And secondly, when uh, the administration announced, Biden announced in advance, we will not put any troops on the ground. Of course, by the way, that statement is an even broader statement because the implication is we will not use any military might at all. First of all, you don't have to put troops on the ground. You can. You might. You don't want to take it off the table in advance. What about air power? What about bombing those tanks as they roll into Ukraine uh, into oblivion? We've got a lot of air power. Don't tell me that our air power uh, would be crushed by the Russians. It would not. Uh, and th- this is the problem. We, uh, but Biden has so boxed in the American uh, policy that Putin said, oh, they just told us go ahead. And then, of course, you mentioned earlier in your show where Biden said, oh, well, you know, it's one thing if they do a minor incursion. It's like a minor heart attack or minor surgery. You know what minor surgery is? When the other guy has it. When you have it, it ain't so minor. Uh, And an incursion ain't so minor when it's in your country. Uh, And this is pure international terrorism by Putin. That's what it is. All right. Chris? And Rob's right on it. Could we could we do something more? Yeah, we could. We could roll, could roll and start carpet bombing them. Right? Um, is that an option? Yeah. And you can't take it off the table. If you're still, if you're going to be a threat, then the threat has to be there. Right? You can't take it off the table and box yourself, box yourself in political. Rob's right on it. You, the, the threat of warfare from us or an invasion or a uh, response from us is, is a deterrence, and it it just ha- it's not there. Oh, he comes out with a speech and says, "We yeah, ever going to sanction you?" I want to know exactly 
what the sanctions are. We're going to turn off the, the banking spigot. Doesn't like he didn't sound like he turned off SWIFT, this main one. We're going to wait and see. Yeah, he, he talked about some well, Chris is so project. right about that, by the way. Don't you love it? We're going to do sanctions, just not the hardest ones, just not the most important yeah. ones, just not the ones that actually can have an influence. This is the kind of weakness that we see from these leftist leaders in our country. Don't do it, or I'll yell, don't do it again. It's like the mall cop. <laughs> stop, or I'll say stop again. We need people who are willing to stand up. We need people with strength. We need people with perseverance, and these weak, feckless leaders are the ones that are destroying this country, and they will destroy this world. All right. Got to get a break. Let's do that, and we'll come back in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you. Got seven minutes until 7 o'clock, 7.06. We'll be uh, joined uh, with Rob and Chris again, as well as a special guest, Colonel Conrad Reynolds, who I always uh, use as my uh, political uh, informant, we'll put it that way, uh, will be with us and it, we'll get his thoughts about what's going on over in uh, Ukraine and, and is dealing with uh, the whole thing with uh, with Putin. What what does he think Putin's end game is on all of this? So we'll talk about that. Coming up here in just a few minutes on the Dave Ellswick Show, we'll get 10 or 15 minutes uh, with the colonel about that. And then uh, then we'll finish it up. And then Matt Smith has joined me at 735. And uh, we'll be talking about what's coming out at the, on the big screen this weekend. I know that uh, Bergerac is. New one with Peter Dinklage uh, playing uh, uh, in that movie. And uh, it's getting uh, a lot of talk about awards, so... We'll talk about uh, talk about it. Uh, but the big movie everybody's talking about that opens March the 4th is The Batman. Uh, it comes out uh, a week from Thursday or a week from yesterday. It will open. And um, all of the reviews that I have seen thus far have been stellar. They say it's a great, great Batman movie. So we'll look forward to uh, sitting down with a big bucket of popcorn next week and eating that on Thursday night, watching that movie and talking about it next Friday. All right. Dave, Dave, give us your line. I am Batman. Yeah. Give us your uh, best. I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I am Batman. Yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta screw you gotta screw up your voice a little bit. You you talk like this and then you go, I am Batman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like it. They all, they all, I mean, Affleck did it, and, and so did everybody else. So I guess that's the way it, it's going to work. The only one that did, did, did uh, Keaton change his voice all that much? I don't remember him changing his voice that much, but he, he might have. I don't remember. That's a long time ago. What can I tell you? All right, let's get back uh, talking about what we were speaking about, Ukraine. And, and to back to Rob's point about you don't take anything off the table uh, when you're negotiating, so to speak, uh, especially with somebody like Putin, a Putin, former KGB person and, uh, you know, you know, got a got a bee in his bonnet or a, a thorn under his saddle, so to speak, uh, dealing with uh, Russia. And, and, the, and of course, he's not never gotten over the fall of the Soviet Union and all these satellite countries that defected and and went to the west instead of to the east and and all of that 
The, the, the Soviets, uh, the, it used to be said when I served in the military, and it was during the Cold War, the way that we talked about the Soviets is that the only thing the Soviets uh, understood is if they had a gun on you, they only understood if you had a bigger gun on them. So you, you always had to one-up them with whatever uh, defense that you had. And uh, the, the, the Soviets uh, were notorious uh, for instituting uprisings and things of that nature all over the world. And now we've got, uh, you know, Putin, who is uh, in charge of Russia, and uh, he is literally going into countries and crossing sovereign borders and taking looks like he's going to take over the Ukraine, going to decapitate their uh, and that that's a good word because they got a kill list. I'm telling you, they got a kill list. They get into Kiev, they're going to be looking for the people who serve in their in their government, and uh, they're going to negotiate with them with a with a gun to their head. That's exactly what they're not going to ask them. They're going to shoot them. They're going to be there's going to be hey, bloodshed you, as far as that's so concerned. You're talking you're, you're talking like a real life Red Dawn here. They're going to roll up the. They've got a. I, I thought that was fake news. No. So they have a kill list of the political leaders. Yes. Uh, lawyers, professors, See, I, radio, Chris, talk, radio I, talk show hosts. I went. Yeah, I went through this. Uh, not in a country. Not in the country. I wasn't in country, but I watched it happen. I, when I was on Guam in the Air Force, uh, we dealt with the Cambodian boat lift. If you remember the Cambodian boat lift. Uh, and the people who were fleeing from Cambodia because the Khmer Rouge uh, came in and took the country over, and they were assassinating anybody that had stood yeah, against what's them. The, what's the second play here? What's going to happen to the citizens of Ukraine after, after Russia Well, let's talk about them. that. We'll talk about that oh, when we come man. back. Colonel Conrad Reynolds is going to be with us when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. we got one hour in the bag. got another hour yet to go. And uh, we will be with you until 8 o'clock. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101 FM, The Answer. Stick After 7 on a Friday, Robert Steinbach is here. He's a law professor, Bowen School of Law. 
His opinions are his and his alone do not reflect at times the opinions of the school law nor the university to which they are attached. Uh, He's also a practicing attorney. Uh, here in Arkansas, and also Chris Corbett is with us. He's a practicing attorney, and uh, he is located in Conway. And joining us from the uh, free state of Florida uh, at CPAC in Orlando, where I was hoping to be at this year and wasn't able to make it, uh, in 80-degree temperatures, I'm sure, is uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds, who I always call upon whenever there's geopolitical events militarily going on in the world to get his take. He's had years and years of experience in uh, uh, intelligence and on the front lines uh, in the military, and so it's good to have him with us today. Conrad, thanks for joining us today, and let me start off by you didn't think that Putin would do what he's doing right now. What do you think was the tipping point for him? What, what was it that gave him the green light? Boy, I wish I knew, Dave. First off, thanks for having me on the show. And I wish you were down here. It's bright, sunny, and, and going to be, uh, I think it's about 80 degrees today down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to be in the company of two legal minds you got there, two outstanding, I feel uh, kind of dwarfed here. But let me give you a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I did not think that he would move in uh, into Ukraine. He must have gotten the green light. Uh, I think from the Biden administration. Now, I don't know that to be 100 uh, percent a fact, but I think that if you just look to the fact that uh, we have plenty of time to evacuate uh, our embassies uh, out, out, and um, that doesn't just happen. So I think that uh, they were told because Russia does not want to go to war with America. I can assure you that. Uh, but I think what happened was that they um, uh, gave a green light and basically said, you know, we're not going to have troops. And uh, and I think that. That's why he went ahead and went in. I really did. Okay, so you you think that Biden counted the cost and said Ukraine is a piece that we don't have to worry about losing, and uh, and said to uh, Putin, "Yeah, yeah, you guys can take it back. It's the part of uh, of Russia." Uh, they all they all but said that when they said we're not going to put troops in, and he's basically said we're going to do sanctions. And just like I think you've already discussed earlier in your first hour, uh, the the sanctions are minuscule compared to what we could do. I mean, Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, has asked the EU for a variety of things. Visa cancellations, a cut of SWIFT. Um, he wants the total isolation of Russia, uh, embargo on petroleum, um, a no-fly zone. Um, there's a lot of things that he's asked for he hadn't gotten an answer on. And I don't know where our government stands right now, uh, the Biden administration, on those particular sanctions. Uh, but I think that if we're really serious, we need to do something like that. But uh, I haven't heard anything yet uh, from the Biden administration saying that's what we're going to do. Well, I, I know as I listened to the uh, president speak yesterday and then answering some questions, he was asked about specifically SWIFT. And that's very important right. for people to understand it about because that is a uh, banking program that if you're if you're told that you can't use it you literally can't do business in the in the in the world you just can't do business and the president when he answered that question about swift said that uh, the european nations were not ready to go there yet and that really concerned me and then secondly uh, nobody really pressed him i thought about cutting the uh, 
you know, Russia's oil off. I mean, they're they're giving us 550,000 barrels a day. Why don't we, you know, say we're boycotting that? Our own industry can make up that 550,000 barrels. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of things we should be doing immediately. And I think Zelensky had it right. He said, why, why aren't you doing sanctions right now? When uh, it was very clear that he was going to go into Russia. Once he amassed the troops... Uh, like he did, it was clear that that's what he was going to do. And I think even as we speak now, uh, they've got troops in Kiev. So uh, now he says it's not going to be an occupation, uh, from what I understand, uh, but, you know, define occupation, right? Uh, But I think that they will, but they want to establish another puppet government like they had before that was ousted in 2014. And um, so it's clear that's what they're doing. And, And it's sad everybody's standing around watching the bully beat up on the little kid and no one's doing anything about it. I, I agree. I, I equate this to the bully who takes the little kids uh, lunch money all the time and that nobody, uh, no, no, to, no teacher does anything or the principal or anybody in authority. Uh, yeah, this whole thing, the, the, the way it's gone down has uh, been concerning to me. Uh, the defense minister of Russia said, their number one goal, and I'm going to use his word, not this is not a word I'm making up, that they were going to decapitate uh, the uh, uh, Ukrainian government. Now that when when the Russians say decapitate, they're not going to cut people's heads off. They're just going to put a bullet in them. That's right. That's exactly right. So that's where we're at now. Um, and again, uh, it's a very, very, very serious situation. Uh, particularly since uh, earlier this morning, uh, Putin had uh, talks with um, uh, the Chinese uh, uh, Xi um, and trying to decide. I don't know what that conversation was, but I would assume since they've already had one several earlier, uh, they already had planned this out. And so I'm really worried about what's going to happen with Taiwan. Are they going to take advantage of the fact that we have a weak president and a weak Congress? Uh, It looks like they are. And that should concern everybody listening to your program this morning. There is so much that similarly right now between World War II and now. I mean, you had Hitler and you had Stalin, you know, playing nice with each other for quite some time. Uh, Poland fell because uh, the the Nazis came in from the West and then uh, uh, Hitler got the OK from Stalin to do that. And then Stalin helped him out by coming in from the East. And now you got, uh, you know, you got. Putin and you've got Xi talking to each other, two superpowers talking to each other, uh, it's enough to be very, very worrisome. And I agree with you on that. Right. And, and I'll also tell you, the, 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 the idea that he's going to bring back the old uh, Soviet Union and put that back together is ridiculous. That's not going to happen. I mean, you know, as you just said earlier, uh, Poland is not going back. Uh, the Czech Republic is not going to go back. Slovak, not, they're not going to go back. So they are fighting for um, the one country they think they can control. And that's what it's all about. The other countries, I, I don't foresee them uh, doing that at all. You know, and, and the, uh, the Ukraine has got a tremendous amount of natural resources. And, and I don't know the full reason, to be honest with you. I don't have access to that intel- intelligence to know what their um, real reason for wanting to take over the Ukraine. Because it's not going to be an easy country for them to hold. Uh, the Ukrainians don't view themselves as Russian, even though they speak the same language. They, you know, pretty much. 
um, they do not view themselves as Russian. So it's not going to be an easy occupation for them. Yeah, they don't consider themselves the motherland. So uh, I saw a communique that went out by the uh, defense minister of Ukraine. This was reported on Fox that he sent out uh, a mass uh, email text to the people yep. of Ukraine, t- giving them directions on how to make Molotov cocktails and said to them, if you see a Russian, throw it at them. Right. Well, <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, um, uh, you know, they're going to fight. There's no question that they're going to fight against the Russians. Uh, But there's so much corruption in that country um, that uh, and they never were able to get that under control. Unfortunately, as we saw with what Biden was doing years ago with this six billion. And you you remember the whole thing there. Yeah. Um, And and so the the point is a lot of corruption, a lot of problems within the country. And Russia's taking advantage of all of that. And they're taking advantage of the fact that the West is not united in, 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 on their stance on the Ukraine. And everybody's standing around and allowing it to happen. And it, it is a shame. And as, and as that's happening, uh, China's already flying planes over Taiwan. And we, that's happening now. So uh, we, ought to be, we ought to be very, very concerned about where our world is going. Yeah, I think, Bib, I think that uh, Xi has put a bib on and he's got his knife and fork out. And he's ready to have yeah. dinner uh, with Taiwan. Yeah. You know, I think you're I mean, right. I think look, you're right. At that, that happened 15 years ago when the defense minister of, of Taiwan said, L.A. or Taipei, which was more important to you? And uh, that was the first real big shot over the bow. Well, listen, Conrad, I know that you got things planned there at CPAC. I'll let you get to them. Have a great uh, day. Enjoy the weather. Are you going to be there tomorrow to hear uh, President Trump speak? Uh, let me thank you for a second. Of course. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to see Larry Elder tomorrow. Um, oh, and I'm going to say there's a bunch of folks that I'm supposed to be on the radio shows today. And uh, and I'm very, very happy about that. So um, I saw talked to Matt Schlapp and um, Mercedes yesterday. And um, uh, anyway, just good, good folks all around and glad to be here. Well, you see Matt again, tell him I said hi, and you have a great day, and we'll talk to you uh, just a little bit down the line. Colonel Conrad Reynolds in uh, Orlando, Florida. He's at CPAC. We hooked up with him. We got him on the air and uh, his thoughts about what's happening in the Ukraine. we got to get our final uh, break for the the time that we've got with uh, uh, Chris and uh, Robert. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the issue of the day, and the issue of the day is Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine and what's going on over there with the Russians. And we'll talk a little bit more when we return. But right now, a break on the Dave Ellswick show. All right. Welcome to uh, uh, you back to the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, Chris Counts is here. Uh, Rob Steinbach is here. And uh, Chris and I were talking a little bit during the break. You know, this whole thing with Ukraine has been building for quite some time. You remember when uh, the uh, Russians took over Crimea? Well, Crimea was part of Ukraine at the time. Uh, that you know, they've been they've been invading. They have invaded Ukraine, I think, three times in the last what is it, twelve years? Uh, and they take little chunks of it at a, at a time. This time, looks like they got their eyes on the whole country. Uh, I just heard on the news uh, uh, at the beginning of the hour that uh, President Zelensky is still in Kiev, is what they're reporting. Uh, if I were him uh, and the um, the government, I'd be looking for a way 
uh, out, all right, and get and and get to a, a country where they'll be safe. Because uh, if if Putin gets his hands on them, they're not safe. They're going to be dead. Uh, if, if and if oh. not dead, they'll wish they were dead because they'll be in some dank uh, prison somewhere, stuck in a hole. So it's just something to keep in keep in mind about uh, what what's playing out over there. Now we brought up, and you guys were privy listening to the conversation I had with Colonel Reynolds, and they he said, and I had not heard this, that uh, Putin had had a discussion uh, today with Xi of China, and you know China has been. Uh, in the U.N. called for cooler heads and for people not to do anything rash and things of that nature uh, about this. And I'm wondering what their conversation uh, might be right now. Now, this reminds me so much as I look at at history. Uh, I look at Adolf Hitler talking to Stalin, all right, in World War II, before, you know, before Hitler, you know, um, looked at uh, the Russians, he looked at them as basic, like rats, he didn't think that they were Aryan, etc., and he attacked them, and that was his biggest mistake of World War II, uh, and, and he lost uh, at Stalingrad, and uh, uh, millions of, uh, literally millions of, of uh, Nazis were killed. Uh, in in those battles, so as as we sit there and we and we look at this, what do you think? Xi and Putin are are talking. Are they are they looking like, you know, they say a true democracy is two wolves with a lamb talking about deciding what's going to be for dinner, uh, because it, you know <laughs> the majority the majority rules. So uh, right. you, you know you know you wonder what they're thinking, uh, uh, Rob. Let's start off with you on this segment. Uh, are are they starting to look and and looking at the world as a pie and Who's going to take what piece? Do you think they've got? Do you think they got that in mind? I think they have in mind. I think it's your primary motivating behavior. It is what is driving them, and that's why they have this unholy alliance. Because if you agree with the devil, you split his spoils. That's what's going on here. And the United States sits back, gives half half the sanctions that they could give, not all the sanctions, promises ahead of time they're not going to be involved in any way militarily. And so as your apt uh, description suggests, it lets the wolves do what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts? I'm sorry, yeah, well, your, 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 um, your quote, I think, was Benjamin Franklin. Democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what they're going to have for dinner. That's right. right. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. So well, it, I, um, I I don't disagree. I disagree with that. That's why you have to have a military to deter all kinds of aggression from whatever country feels like they can uh, go in and change the world order. Yeah, what what you brought up, Dave, is, is the possibility of this thing to spread. It's it's very possible that other uh, rogue nations, dictator nations, will see this as a green light from the big guy on the block because he's not doing anything. He's not even stepping in with sanctions, big-time sanctions, the swift thing. Oh, we're going to think about it. Oh, you're just, just a little 
and in the neighborhood. It's make it make the world a small neighborhood, and pretend for a moment that the guy down the street's getting whooped up on by the big guy, and you've got the ability to stop it. Are you going to do something? Are we just as uh, culpable in this deal by doing nothing when we have the ability to do something? That, that's what got me up at night, Dave. I don't well, like it. Let's do something. Well, it's Go a ahead, bunch of Robert. feckless politicians, right? We have yeah. feckless politicians on the federal level. We have feckless politicians on the state level. Uh, and yeah. uh, there are feckless politicians uh, in uh, the European countries. Uh, so at every level, we need to ensure that the people who become leaders, the people who are elected to office to serve the people, not to command yeah. the people, to serve the people, are not weak and they're not there so that they can wear the polo shirt that has their little title on it. <laughs> they're they're exactly. elected so that they can do good for the people. And we've talked about this on your show for years, Dave. We've looked at the Arkansas right. legislature. We've looked at the United States Congress. It doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. This isn't political, sort of big P political. This is whether the people there are to enhance their own personal wealth or make themselves feel good about themselves or they are to serve the people. And too many elected officials are there to serve themselves and not to serve the people. And that's that's why you have a Joe Biden, and that's why you have an invasion of the Ukraine. Yeah, man. Who knows what's to come I, next? I, I, I really. I'll leave do. you something We're, with Dave. How about rolling? How about rolling three aircraft carriers, each five acres of sovereign United States soil, off the coast of Crimea as a deterrent? Well, I, you know, I've already said that I'm I'm astounded that we haven't moved the Pacific Fleet. Uh, into yeah. and very near the the, the South China Sea uh, to to forewarn China that they may not attack uh, Taiwan. We should be we should be there and say uh 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 don't even think about it. There you go, Dave. Five mm. acres of sovereign can of whoop ass. Yeah, I don't know how many men now are on an aircraft carrier. When I was in the military, it was about 6,500. I'm sure it's bigger than that now because they're bigger. Air- I remember when it was the, the, the USS Kennedy was the biggest uh, nuclear aircraft carrier. Now it's not that way. I think it's the George Bush that's the biggest uh, aircraft carrier, you know, Bush the senior aircraft carrier that's out there. Well, guys, I'll let you go. Uh, we've given people something to think about today. We've... Uh, Giving yeah. them something to talk about at the water cooler. I hope that they'll do that and start to start working this out in their own minds because this isn't over for, by a long shot. There's a lot more no. uh, to come, and, and we're going to feel some of the heat here in our own country. So, uh, Chris, have a good day. Robert, have a good day. I'll talk God to bless. you all again next week. Have a good one, guys. All right, good to have them with us. Uh, we got a minute now. We got uh, Bill O'Reilly coming up, and then uh, we'll take a break. And then Matt Smith will join me, the the main man behind the uh, VIP Cinemas uh, in uh, Hot Springs, in Little Rock, in Cabot, in Searcy, in Batesville, and we will talk to him about what's new for this week, and that uh, you should get your tickets now. Uh, for the big movie that's opening on March the 4th, and that is The Batman. Uh, 
I've been reading the reviews on that movie. We'll talk to Matt about this. But the reviews have been incredibly positive. I mean, incredibly uh, positive. People saying this is the best Batman ride uh, thus far. You know, it's been a decade since a new Batman movie has come out. Well, new one coming up next week. We'll talk about it when we return. But right now, Bill O'Reilly joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So let's turn to him right now. All right, we are back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt's going to be with you. I just heard a story. It, it, to me, it seems like science fiction uh, or some kind of movie, but bottom line is the story that's coming out is that the Mexican cartels, and that would be the Zetas and, and all the rest of them, are throwing in together uh, and instead of fighting each other are going to become part of one main force and they're saying they're going to be a parallel government to mexico so that we'll keep our eye on it that may be topic number one when we 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 bring the power panel in on monday here on uh, on the dave ellswick show but right now hey look it's the weekend i want you to have a good weekend i want you to get away from all, all of it just take your mind off of all the garbage that's going on in the world and uh, enjoy yourself for a little bit of time. I'm going out, uh, getting together with some friends, and um, I'm taking them to the movies on Sunday to uh, 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 Riverdale 10, and we're going to go go see a movie I saw on Saturday, and that's Dog. I'm taking them to see that. I think it's a great movie, and everybody should go see it, but I'm going to go see it again, and then we're going to go out to dinner and have, have a, a nice dinner together. I need to. I need a little downtime from following everything that's going on because to say I'm worried about some of the things that are happening in the world is really seriously an un, an understatement. But Matt Smith is with us right now. It's good to have him along with us. Matt, how are you? And uh, let's talk a little bit about popcorn, uh, soda, and movies. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, catch us online at Riverdale10.com. And, of course, we've got a full food menu with those classic concession items you mentioned, soda, popcorn, candy. But, uh, you know, we also have uh, beer, wine, and just a lot of, uh, you know, made-when-you-order fresh food, handcrafted pizzas, chicken tenders, uh, chicken sandwiches, uh, of course, uh, nachos, hot dogs, Bavarian pretzels, corn dogs, uh, chocolate, uh, peanut butter pie, key lime pie, ice cream, uh, just about anything you might want. Some uh, toasted raviolis, cheese sticks, I mean, you name it. Riverdale10.com, click menu to see what we're offering. And, of course, reserve seating with those luxury leather electric recliners with tables uh, in all auditoriums. Uh, got a great lineup this week. Uh, brand new today is the Cyrano movie. Yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, brand new today. Got a great review uh, in today's newspaper. Uh, we are also playing The Worst Person in the World, which is Academy Award nominated film. That starts today. Uh, we are also playing the uh, Oscar nominated short films, uh, animation, documentary, and the live action. Those are all playing in sets at the theater this week. Uh, and the new film featuring the rock band, the Foo Fighters, a uh, horror classic spoof called Studio 666. All of that is new this weekend at Riverdale10.com. 
And, of course, the big hits, Dog, the movie you mentioned, with Channing Tatum, and, of course, Uncharted with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Those two are still on the screen. Well, Uncharted did better, and so did Dog, did better than they expected last week. I think I, I read that Uncharted did $44 million. That's that's big money for that movie, and it, it goes to show that Tom Holland has a really solid following amongst moviegoers. Yeah, he does. I mean, it just goes to show that people are hungry to go to the cinema. Uh, that's what people want to do. If you include President's Day, that was a $51 million opening for Uncharted. Wow. Uh, Dog did $20 million. Uh, that's a strong box office. Uh, just uh, release the movies. You know, that's what you need to do, and people are going to come out. Those two are still on screen. Uh, we're still playing the third biggest motion picture of all time, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um Liam Neeson, Black Light. He's in Black Light. That's still playing. We have uh, Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez. Of course, uh, Death on the Nile, Jackass Forever, and the horror film with Beth from Yellowstone, The Cursed. So check all that out at Riverdale10.com. And, of course, the biggest, baddest of them all, The Batman, starts <laughs> Thursday, March the 3rd, and those tickets are already on sale at all five VIP cinema locations. Dude, I read the reviews yesterday for The Batman. For the, you know, the, the critics get to see the movies a week ahead usually, and there was not one bad uh uh, review from a critic. They were all wowed by this movie. They they thought it was really good. I mean, a lot of people were were concerned that Patterson, who of course uh, became popular uh, with the Twilight series, uh, he was going to be Batman. And did he have the quote gravitas to play uh, Batman? And evidently, they're saying that he he is as good as Christian Bale was uh, a decade ago. Oh, it's tremendous. It's great. It deals with the first two years of Batman's life. It's uh, a more heavy, serious, darker film than most comic book movies. Uh, Definitely got drama to it. Uh, It's rated PG-13. Just a tremendous motion picture. It's going to pull you in. Um, You know, people are expecting $150 million at the box office in three days. I mean, it's just going to be monster strong. Uh, You've got to come out and see it. Uh, But, hey, um, you know, it's... uh, it's going to be a big year for wonderful motion pictures. There's no doubt about it. Well, it's going to be a big year for MCU and for DC. I mean, both of those uh, sides of moviedom are going to have major motion pictures this year. DC has got, what, Black Adam. They got a new Aquaman movie. They got all kinds of stuff that's coming out. And then, uh, of course, Marvel has got Doctor Strange coming. Uh, it's going to be... It's going to be huge tentpole time this year. Yes, uh, you get to Batman March the 4th, and then uh, you got kind of a two-week lull as everybody moves away from that movie because it's going to be strong. Uh, but starting March 25th, there's a massive hit motion picture every weekend. Uh, the Lost City is March 25th with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Morbius is April 1st. Uh, we've got Ambulance from Universal and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 April 8th. Uh, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore, April 15th. The Bad Guys, The Northman, and The Unbreakable Weight of Massive Talent all go April 22nd. Of course, May 6th is Doctor Strange. Uh, May 20th, the new Downton Abbey movie. May 27th, Maverick Top Gun. 
Uh, June 24th, Black Phone. July 1st, Minions, The Rise of Gru. <laughs> uh, <laughs> August 12th, Man from Toronto. Uh, and that's just to name a few of those massive hits that are coming out this year. It's it's incredible. I mean, this buildup that the studios have and movies that they've wanted to release and haven't released, and now they're going to release them. It's just going to be a flood. It's it's going to be fun at the cinema. And and Matt, you guys have have uh, stayed open during the pandemic, and you've uh, you've weathered some really bad times. It looks like your time is finally here, and people want to come to the movies, and good things are on their way for you. Oh, definitely. It's time. It's been a two-year wait. They've held these movies back because they know uh, how important movie theaters are. They know how special it is to see a movie in a movie theater. And that's why they've waited two years to release these motion pictures. These movies deserve a theatrical run. Uh, The greatest movies are always seen in movie theaters. Uh, There's going to be, you know, uh, 4,000 cruddy movies that you can watch at home on streaming released this year. And there's going to be 100 top-notch movies that you'll be able to see at a cinema. Uh, and they know that. That's why they've held these movies back. I mean, it's just incredible. Universal Pictures has 18 movies. Just Universal Pictures will release wow. 18 movies in the last nine months of the year. Wow. Um, that doesn't include uh, Focus Features, their uh, indie film arm, which will release six. Uh, so you're talking about uh, <laughs> they'll basically have, uh, you know, four movies a month through the That's end of the year. Ama- uh, just incredible. It's going to be amazing. All right, we got a quarter till eight. Let's get a break in, and then we'll come back. Matt uh, Smith is our guest. He's with us every Friday at 730 to let you know what's going to be out playing uh, during this weekend and every other weekend so that you can plan your weekend, go out to dinner, uh, you know, Take your uh, loved one out to have some fun. Take your kids out to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese or something and then make your way over to the movie theater. Or just go to the movie theater and have a a family pizza right there at your seats and enjoy it. And then watch the movie when it comes up on the big screen. It's all coming your way more to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about TV with with Matt because I just finished binging a, a show on Paramount. Plus, that I thought was just excellent. Want to hear what Matt has to say about it as well when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. More in a moment. All right, back. 12 minutes till 8 o'clock. We got a few more moments with uh, Matt Smith. Matt, I I, I sat down uh, yesterday uh, after I got off, off the air. I did some work getting ready for today. But uh, I watched... Uh, six episodes of a series on uh, Paramount Plus, and then watched the last three episodes. Um, make that back Wednesday, I watched them, and then Thursday, I watched uh, last night three uh, to finish up uh, 1883, which is the new uh, series that uh, goes along with Yellowstone, which is one of the best TV shows that are out there right now. Uh, for people who watch television, uh, it's a great show as well, and uh, it was fantastic. I mean that that really was a great movie. Although by the time that I got to the end of it, have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, all of Yellowstone, all of Mayor of Kingstown, and uh, all of eighteen eighty three, which are which are all from Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, we got to talk about that because. I'm afraid the guy's going to burn himself out, but we'll talk about that. Uh, 1883, you know, 
that that's deal, dealing with the pioneers, with the folks wanting to to go west. And uh, of course, it is the beginning story of how the family that you see in in Yellowstone got to where they were going to start the ranch that they had um, up there in what Montana. So uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing season two of that. But you know, Sam Elliott, what a great great part that he played in that and who would have thought that tim mcgraw country singer and his wife faith hill could carry the 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 heaviness of the characters that they played in that in that show yes uh, it is a great television show and of the tv shows that are out there right now uh, it is definitely a prime favorite of mine i would say the first five episodes are pretty much spot on. Uh, a lot of realism there, a lot of history there. I like that. Uh, then as we get into episode six, uh, seven, eight, nine, uh, that's when we start having some of the politically correct stuff in oh, there, yeah. and you know, throwing in some things that just would not happen. Yeah, um, and and, yeah. and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the things you're talking about, the storyline of the daughter, and and how they use that to push. Uh, a whole lot of uh, BS that's there. And that kind of surprised me. Taylor Sheraton typically doesn't get into a lot of that. And he did uh, in this. And I'm wondering if he, if he bowed to uh, Paramount a little bit on this. Uh, I, I would say so. You know, the first five episodes, like I said, gritty, truism, I like it. Uh, but then you start throwing in these um, uh, storylines that historically would have never happened. Yeah. Uh, so I, that is that is all in in the attempt to be p- politically correct. But now when you see the junk that is out there a lot of time with TV shows and how they're trying to rewrite history and uh, stick different things in there that are just beyond ludicrous, um, you know, hey, it's it, it's a little touchstone of that in 1883. Like I said, it's better than 90% of the things that are on television right now. I, I really yeah. love the show. Okay, well, let's talk about Taylor Sheridan, this guy is an amazing writer he's he's written some great movies now he's gotten into tv he's doing yellowstone he's doing 1883 he's doing what uh, the mayor of what is that called eastwood mayor of kingstown kingstown uh i heard that he's going to start a new uh series on paramount this one dealing in the 1930s about uh the ranch uh, of Yellowstone, and uh, he's got other ideas for big movies. I mean, does this guy never sleep? Does he just sit in front? I mean, sit in front of a word processor or something? Well, you know, when you're a writer and you've had hits like he has, you know, you you've got a team around you. You can pull these concepts together, start making these these things hit. And you know, these streaming platforms are looking for unlimited content. Because they want you to abandon cable, uh, they want you to abandon satellite, and they want you to abandon other streaming platforms and uh, go with them. And, uh, you know, if people signed up for all the streaming platforms that were out there, uh, they'd have the same uh, expensive (laughs) bill that they had with all the cable channels or all the dish channels, all the satellite channels. You're right. So there's going to be some fallout from that. Um, you know, if if you if you look at um, you know Wall Street Journal and you look at the people that that follow uh, the entertainment industry, um, the uh, massive burn uh, of money 
to add content to these streaming channels is unsustainable. Uh, if you look at the entertainment stocks out there, the best buy right now is Sony. Uh, everybody's recommending to buy on Sony because Sony has been very intelligent in this. They've made tremendous motion pictures. They put these motion pictures out there, you know, like Spider-Man No Way Home, third biggest movie of all time, or this big hit Uncharted, or hey, they've got Morbius coming up April 1st. They put these movies out. These movies are doing tremendous box office, and Sony has ruled at the box office the past two years. Uh, and then they just kind of sit back like an arms dealer and wait on the bids to come in as to what home viewing option wants to pay the most for that movie. And then they'll sell them the rights. Uh, and it has made them extremely profitable. Uh, if you're going to buy an entertainment stock, Sony's the one you want to buy. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you one to let me just run through for uh, talking about uh, Taylor Sheridan. Let's go back and just start in 2015, a movie you and I just ballyhooed about back then, Sicario. He wrote it. Hell or High Water, another movie you and I just went nuts over. He wrote it. Wind River, he wrote that. Then he, then uh, Salado, he wrote that one. Uh, the Last Cowboy, uh, Without Remorse, Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, that came out last summer, which I thought was good. The script was excellent. He wrote it. Uh, Yellowstone, uh, The Mayor of Kingstown, and right now, 1883, and who knows what he's going to write uh, in the in the future. I mean, on both, uh, if you look on IMDb, he's got nines for Yellowstone. He's got nines uh, for 1883, and he's got eight and a half for Kingstown. Unbelievable People love this guy. My favorite movie from him is Wind River. Uh, I just love that. That's a spot-on, perfect movie. Um, it and, was and, good. and I would say that uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Angelina Jolie movies. She was good in it. I've got to go with Wind River, though. That, 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 that's, that's my pick. My pick of all of his motion pictures, no doubt. Well, I I liked Hell or High Water about the two brothers. I really, really liked that movie. Yes. I thought it was excellent. And, but, and, uh, as, and as Paramount continues to burn through billions of dollars uh, to add content to their platform, uh, I don't know, he could probably write a script about someone painting a wall and they'd greenlight it. <laughs> right now, I, I agree with you. He hasn't... He, he hasn't um, He's the, he's the new Joe Estevez. Let's put it that way. Hopefully, he doesn't have a, a stripper movie in the future. I can only hope that. All there right. Is such a, a, there's just such a hunger for content right now. That's good and good content, and they're getting good content. Paramount, you know, they got good content with uh, with Sheridan. Anything he writes just seems to be spot on. I I agree, and he's got that whole Western mythology. And uh, you know, uh, moral compass uh, down, and and it's good. It's really, really good. And he and and good, good actors are wanting to do his movies. That's the other thing. I mean, Kevin Costner, and you got Sam Elliott, and and you got. Uh, I'm trying to think of the guy who played the brother in Hell or High Water that was was so good. And and, and Jer- Jeremy Renner, who Wind River, he was great in that yeah. movie. I mean, just really great, great movies. Okay, with that, with that all said, run through what the big movies are for this weekend when people are trying to make up their mind what they want to go see at the theater. Well, you definitely need to come out and see Uncharted. 
And, of course, you need to check out Dog, both of those, uh, number one, number two, at the box office last weekend. They're still on the big screen. If you hadn't seen it yet, we're still playing Spider-Man No Way Home. And, of course, we've got uh, Death on the Nile. Those are all playing at all of our locations. Jennifer Lopez in Marry Me. Of course, um, Liam Neeson in Blacklight. Steve-O is still in Jackass Forever. And uh, Scene 2 for the Kids still playing. And that's at all five locations. You can go to Riverdale10.com and click Theaters to pull up the uh, information for Cabot, Cersei, Hot Springs, uh, and, of course, Baseball. And then exclusively at the Riverdale 10, Oscar-nominated film, The Worst Person in the World, new today, also new today, Cyrano, also new today, Studio 666, and we are playing all of the Oscar short films, live action, documentary, and animation. That's all at Riverdale10.com. Don't forget Beth from Yellowstone in The Cursed, also playing exclusively at Riverdale10.com. If you want to go to the movies and see a great movie, go to one of the VIP cinemas. They got all the big movies playing on their screens. Matt Smith, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We'll get back to Matt next week. Be great to talk to him then. All right. Coming up on Monday, uh, we'll be back on with you at 6 uh, in the morning. And I can tell you right now, two topics that we'll be talking about will be uh, the Ukraine and this new story that is just broke. I'll try to get some special people on to talk about it, uh, dealing with the uh, cartels down in uh, Mexico and Central America, talking about putting the resources together and want to be a uh, parallel government to the Mexican government. That is worrisome. All right, we'll talk more about it, but I'll see you at 6 on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.